a Podcast One production. This is The Game Plan with Dr Nick Krasner, and in this very last episode in our series, we're talking about keeping on track. Absolutely. So this is a process. Early on in the series, we mentioned that being in charge of your brain was a little bit like uh, looking after your physical health. We all know with physical health, we have to eat the right foods daily. We need to exercise daily. And it's the same with the mind. It's not about doing this once and everything's fine and your life is great. This is a daily thing that we need to be doing and becomes part of your habits or your routine. So the five points we're going through in this episode are number one, reassess. Number two, make changes. Number three, be present and enjoy the journey. Number four, take any unexpected opportunities. And number five, help others and teach others. So starting with number one, reassess. Yeah, so it's very important to reassess regularly to see are your actions um, taking you where you want to be going? Are you actually taking the actions in line with where you want to go? Or actually, are you still taking quite a lot of actions away from where you want to be. And so looking at that, very important, is your dream exactly as you want it to be? Are you, is your subconscious right? Is it flowing? Is there something in the space? Maybe the inner child is kicking and screaming, saying, it's not fair, I'm not a part of this journey, or you're too silly or stupid to do that. So maybe you need to go back, especially if you go back to episode two, to do something with the inner child or even get help on that with a psychologist or life coach. Does reassessing also mean that maybe your goal isn't the same as you thought it would be in the beginning? Absolutely. The goal is always there to help you lead the best life you can lead, which is true to yourself, to thine own self be true. Um, so if the goal in your heart is actually not that goal, then the first goal was brilliant in helping you come to a realisation of what you really want. And number two, make changes. So this is about... Making changes through love and not fear, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So in the plan, you may, again, change your future. You may change the goal. You may change some of the actions. Uh, you can make those changes. In other words, nothing static. However, it's always finding those changes that are taking you forward. You don't want to change things too much because if you keep changing, you'll never get anywhere if you change your goal every day because it's like going on a journey and every five minutes you decide you're going to go west, then east, then north and south and just go around in circles. It's okay to change a little bit though, isn't it? It is and it's important. And people say, how much should you change? Well, there's no real answer to that. Uh, and I come up with a very strange answer, which is you need to be changing your, your goals or your being through love, not fear. One of the real good things that people can do to uh, learn about how they make decisions and choices is to write down a lot of their choices they've made in their life and then next to it write whether they think they made that through fear of fear of life or love of life and then whether it ultimately turned out to be good or bad and generally speaking most people find that when they make decisions out of love of life and sometimes they're bigger decisions than before then ultimately they're nearly always happy with that decision. It's like going for the house they really wanted in their heart. It was like ending up with the partner that they really love, you know, instead of taking an easier route, going, uh, continuing with a relationship that really didn't, uh, didn't feed them properly. 
So, so when you look at that, we all know in ourselves those answers. And once you do that and you take that, you may start realizing when your decisions are made of love or fear. And then if you're looking at changes, again, am I changing my big goal because I'm fearful I won't get it or I'm not good enough? Or am I doing it because the true love of my life, the true being of myself is that goal and I haven't put it down yet? So if you're making it through that love, um, in all likelihood, that's a good thing to do. If you're making it through a fear, then in all likelihood, that's not a good idea. Some decisions made through fear, though, can be very practical decisions. So, for instance, a lot of people, I imagine, have been in that situation where, you know, they are offered a job that they're not that passionate about, but they do need it to get by. So, again, if you take it in a point of love and you want to be the uh, and you want to be that person, maybe there's a negotiation with who you're working with being honest with your potential employees and saying, this is a big aim to be a singer and actually working four days a week or three days a week, but having time to do that might be the way forward. So there's always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, of course, putting food on the table. I mean, that's loving yourself, making yourself bankrupt and uh, throwing everything away, you know, may not be love of life. It may be, you know, fear I won't get there. So balance is not necessarily going to fear but again being honest with who you're working with people are often very fearful that if they tell their employers look I, I want to be a singer at night and working day their, their employers will, will say no you can't work for me whereas actually quite a lot of the time the employees are delighted that somebody's got something else you never know the company might have decided they're doing some marketing and they need a singer and suddenly they've got a free singer um, and they may even sponsor you. So it's funny how by being uh, in love of your life and to somewhat fearless can create the future that you want. Again, we talked about this in episode five. I think you can spread it too much. But being honest with certain people is very important. I mean, everything's an individual case. I can't say how different companies will react because, of course, that's up to them. But generally speaking, honesty is a good policy. Number three, be present and enjoy the journey. That seems a bit self-explanatory, but what are some ways that we can do that? Again, it goes back to an earlier point where it's, you're on your journey, you're on your boat, you know which island you're going to. Now you can just focus on making sure that the sails are in the right place, that you're enjoying the sunshine, the spray of the water, that you're there maybe chatting with somebody on the boat. So it's really important to take time out as well. So as you can, have time to just look around, smell the roses, um, enjoy what's around you. I think nature's very important. Uh, and be there. Be there in the moment. Soak it up. See what you see, smell, taste. Be alive with it. If your whole journey is about getting somewhere and you don't like the journey, then when you get there, you won't like the destination either. Well, what I'm talking about, I can sort of pretend it's all me, aren't I great? But the reality is it's, it's ancient wisdom. Um, th these kind of things have been taught for at least five, 6,000 years. So it's, it's really just coming back to how our grandparents probably lived their lives. Yes, they probably had a lot more time to be present and enjoy the journey. Possibly, but they had other... We sometimes look back and think that, you know, how easy was it? They had no emails, this, that, the other. But they had their struggles. They had big struggles. Um, 
you know, il- there's a lot of illnesses that couldn't be helped. There was uh, lots of other stresses and strains. My grandparents went through the Second World War. They lived in London. My grandpa was part of the Royal Air Force. You know, so, you know, I'm sure they had lots of uh, lots of difficulties. And internal struggles that they maybe, you know, wasn't socially acceptable to talk about that then. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, in in some in good ways and some in not so good ways. I mean, one thing that makes me laugh is my parents could buy a house in London for two hundred pounds. Wow! You know, and then unfortunately they did it up and sold it for four hundred pounds. But um, um, but you know that's that's the way it was in those days. But um, yeah, so we I think every generation has different struggles. Number four, take any unexpected opportunities. Yeah, again, when you choose to go on your goal. Uh, and it's a big goal, it's bigger than you can achieve. Actually, it's not about you. If you put all the actions you can do, you probably will never get there. Because And providence takes its place. I think the universe, God, uh, the world, however you want to describe it, helps you on your journey, but only helps you if you take the steps forward. You've got to take at least the first few steps and then people will help you. Um, and so it's not uncommon that people uh, go on their journey and they... Um, and then having gone on their journey, something happens. Um, for instance, there was a lady who wanted her own company selling wedding dresses. And I think she was on a Virgin flight and she, she happened to meet or sit next to Richard Branson. And she said to Richard Branson, well, why don't you do Virgin bridal dresses or something like that? And he goes, yeah, what a good idea. And that's what they did. So suddenly she made something happen. It was an unexpected opportunity that Richard Branson was sitting next to her. Do you think that things happen for a reason? Yes, I think I think the world works in mysterious ways. And I think if you have the right energy and you do the right things, then hugely unexpected things can happen. I mean, remember, of course, I'm not just saying that whatever happens, like if you get an opportunity to rob a bank, please don't rob a bank. You know, clearly it needs to be in line with, you know, a positive, good uh, good opportunity. Yes, which brings me to our fifth point, yes. which is helping others. And um, clearly robbing a bank is not part of that. So helping others and teaching others. I think it's very important. I think we're here to help and help and be with others. In in episode five, we talked about the fact that you doing well instinctively makes other people want to do well. And we're here to help. I mean, when do we feel great? Do we feel great because we get a big present or do we feel great because we give a present to a kid and they love it? You know, which is the real human being uh, there? And so when you can help others and be a mentor to others, it makes a big change. There's, there's an old saying in medicine, which used to be, you see one, do one, teach one. In other words, if you want to do something like take blood, you see one, then you do it. And then once you've learned to do it, you teach it. And when you teach something, you really know what you know or you don't know. And that's really, really important. Teachers are some of our most undervalued members of our society, aren't they? But it's the most difficult job in the world, I think. It is. I can't remember who said it, but um, it's mentioned that how how society uh, treats its teachers, doctors and children defines the society. So I'll, I'll leave that for us to think how we treat all those, those individuals. Uh, teaching is absolutely fundamental. And I think it's teaching... I think teachers teach things other than just the curriculum. And I think this is one of the difficulties that teachers have because they want to teach um, a child to have good manners. They might want to teach a child just to have good self-opinions of themselves, to be a good person. 
And all of that can't really be put in a curriculum. As Einstein once said, that uh, not everything that can be counted counts, and not everything that can't be counted uh, is, is insignificant. So, you know, again, if we trust our teachers and we trust our professionals, we should trust them to actually help children um, develop and blossom outside of the curriculum. And only they have that relationship with the family and the children uh, instead of having too much put on them from a curriculum point of view. Interestingly enough, the word education comes from the core Latin educo, and educo is to draw out of. So in other words, if you're educating a child, it's actually you should be drawing out of a child their natural abilities. And how much of a modern education system is drawing out of or how much of it is it cramming into? When we talk about teaching others in the context of it helping us to achieve our goal, how does that actually work? Well, I think it's very important. I think we're here to help others. This goal, your big goal, although we talk about your big goal, in a way isn't about you. And I'm going to have... And I've kept this secret from you, item number six on the list. Oh, I, no. It's like that extra present that you give um, at the Christmas. The gift that keeps on giving. Exactly. And we'll go to that one in a minute. Um, but the point is that when you teach others and you give others, it means it takes you out of the equation. It means you're giving back to the world. It means you're thanking the world. And also, there's nothing like you teaching someone else to show whether you really know what you're talking about or not. So if you learn something and have to explain it to somebody and you can't, then you, you don't know it very well. One thing in medicine, most of the teachers in medicine are actually doing medicine. So if somebody comes, I, I do a lot of teaching of registrars, doctors and medical students, is that I'm doing the job. So they're sitting me doing the job. So I'm very relevant, I'm very hopefully up to date, etc. Whereas if I wasn't and just in a classroom for 10, 20 years then I probably wouldn't have that knowledge and ability. So I think from a teaching point of view, it's important that the people teaching are still doing what they're teaching. What's the secret number six? Oh, secret number six goes completely against everything I've said in a way. It's always good to have a friend, which is lose any attachment to getting the goal in the, in the first place. No. How do we do that? Why? Well, I, I can see... Um, a lot of it is more about who you're being than why you're being. And to get something to happen, you've got to want it 100% and believe it's going to happen 100%. But if you've got an attachment for it happening, there's a little bit of you somewhere saying, well, if it doesn't happen, either Dr. Nick's talking rubbish, um, so I've wasted all the time listening to this, or I'm not doing it right, or the universe or life doesn't like me. So there's something wrong. And there's a big fear that if it doesn't happen, there's something wrong with me, the podcast, uh, or the world in general. So you have to let it go. And actually, it's a very common scenario. I mean, there'll be people listening out there who tried for a baby for ages, couldn't get one, was told they'll never have a baby. And I've got lots of patients like this. So they just gave it up. They're not going to have a baby. And before you know it, I don't know how it happened, doctor, but I'm pregnant. Um, there was a very good story about a comedian in, uh, in England who had been a comedian for, I think, a year or so on, on the circuit, not doing very well. And he decided, that's it, I've had enough, I'm giving up. And he had five gigs planned. And he wanted to tell them, you know, I don't want to do them. But his friend talked to him about integrity. You need integrity, which I agree with as well. If you say you're going to do something, do it. So he said, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to enjoy doing it. So he got on stage and he was the most miserable person. He said, I don't want to be here. This is rubbish. You're all horrible. I hate you. 
And for some reason, the audience just loved it. He was just such a grumpy guy. And it, and there was somebody from the BBC on one of on on one or his last show, and they signed him up, and he became a very big comedian. That's not something that you can force yourself to do, though. You have to truly let it go. Do you have to get to that? point of frustration like with the women trying to get pregnant or your friend who was the comedian yeah some of it happens naturally i mean i'm sure that's happened to a lot of people in their lives uh but it is an active thing to do to realize that let it go so when things aren't working uh one of the big points is well are you really attached to the outcome and if the outcome you're too attached to that's it's never going to work you have to let it go completely counterintuitive so listen to the entire series and then forget everything you've learned um, well, after a while, once you've, you've done all of these and it becomes natural to you, um, then see what happens. I mean, I'm a great believer that everything in life is a hypothesis. So my personal view is believe nothing that I say, not a word. Uh, think it's all a load of rubbish, but then try it out for yourself. Does it work? Doesn't it work? Um, and then make your own decision about it. Okay, so let's go through what we've learned in this episode before we let it go. We had number one, reassess. Number two, make changes through love, not fear. Number three, be present and enjoy the journey. Number four, take any unexpected opportunities that come up. And number five, help others and teach others. And you had that great saying, see one, do one, teach one. And number six, your secret number six was let it all go. Yeah, lose the attachment. Lose the attachment. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, just wishing well everyone and we'd love to hear how you found this podcast and what your big goals are and the fact that hopefully some of you will create them. The Game Plan with Dr Nick Krasner is recorded at the studios of Podcast One Australia. Produced and edited by Liv Proud. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Executive producer is Jamie Show. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au, download the Podcast One app or look us up on iTunes.